just one podcast. <laughs> that was that was my yeah, best we, uh, audition for. You know, American I've Idol heard right that. I've heard people tell me that we need a jingle, and you might have just made it right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna save that sound and. <laughs> Every single start of every new episode, that's going to be it that's right great. there. Most likely not, but that's okay. Episode seven, we're here. We're going to do something a little different in this episode. Um, for those of you that don't know, an AMA means ask me anything. I had a lot of people be like, what in the world that's does that ironic. mean? And I'm like, well, technically you just succeeded at doing an AMA, but uh, yeah, I guess we could call it more of a Q&A, so to speak, but anyways, we're going to do a Ask Me Anything episode. You know, we we reached out to some people, we reached out to our social medias, and um, we asked for some questions that, you know, that you guys have, have thought about, that have uh, come across your minds, and we are here to give you Maybe not the right answer, but the best answer that we can possibly give um, to those questions. And those questions can be about anything. They can be about life. They can be about leadership. They can be about faith. They can be about personal questions. Um, So yeah, here we are. We got a handful of questions that we're going to roll through, but I wanted to give a little recap on last week. We talked about failure how we overcome it, how we deal with it, our experiences with it. Uh, Garrett, myself, our experiences with failure, and boy, did we have a lot of them. Um, so that was a, I got to say, I felt like that was our best episode. Definitely one of them, yeah. Date. we. <clears throat> I think that conversation was just really good, and I, I took so much away from it just by chatting about it. Um, There's a lot that, that I was able to reflect on and learn from, so um, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, it was cool. There were a lot. I mean, I I thought that it was our best uh, content that we've put out, and um, our listeners seem to love it. So I hope they agree. And you know, we we strive to continue to get better and better every episode. You know, it's uh, ultimately our goal is again not for uh, the podcast to be in absolute professional uh, format, um, but we do want to put the best content out there for you guys. So that way you can take away more from it. So we appreciate it this week. Some good news. I know Garrett has some great news. I have some phenomenal news. So, uh, today is February 23rd, the day that we're recording, uh, tomorrow is February 24th. And that means for me, it is exactly one month to the date until I get married. (laughs) So, my my wedding's on March twenty fourth. Finally, finally is an understatement. If you if you know me at all, <laughs> you know how long uh, Morgan and I have been uh, working through long distance engagement. Then yeah, you know, finally is, is the right word. You guys are some troopers, man. I'll give you that. Thanks. One. I think I said it even a couple episodes ago, but we couldn't do it without people like y'all. So thank you. You guys are killing it. Um, Definitely excited for you guys to be together because I know, I know how that feels. So, man, it's gonna be fun to watch y'all and uh, watch you grow. And I can't wait for our tour around the world for national That's parks. Right. 
or around right. the country at least. I'm holding you to that, man. I'm excited. Love me a good national. Love me a good Natty Park. No, it'll be fun one day. We'll see. Uh, update for our audio listeners: Garrett finally has a camera. I do, and one of my questions: does, Is this going to flip the image? Let's see. That's fine. Yeah, I'm curious to see if this is going to flip the image or uh, if I'm going to stay in reverse the whole time. You are in reverse. Yeah, I am right now, but I don't know how it's going to post. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Stay tuned, folks. Yeah, stay tuned. Uh, one day we'll start uploading some video. But yeah. starting this episode, we are starting to record video. So uh, mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes. Um, okay, that was great news. Good news on my end. Um, I saw on Facebook today that one of our beloved high school teachers, Coach Chester, had his outdoor ed facility opening today or really? yesterday, sometime this week, back home at That's the high exciting. school. That is awesome. I, I saw a picture of it, of the building. It didn't see inside. There were no pictures I saw of inside. But outside, man, that is he's got a nice setup. He's got a nice setup. So shout out to Coach Chester. That's yeah, that's really cool. Man, I missed that class, outdoor education. What a what a fun class to have. It was it was school. awesome. Yeah, I mean there there's there's quite literally nothing like it. No, you know, nobody in, better in the it. education system nowadays. Yep. There's nothing like it, and a course like that could have only been made possible because of the person teaching it. So. Coach Chester was the best. He, he yeah. is the best. Mm-hmm. Currently still the best. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to start rolling into some questions. We're excited to give you our best answer that we can give. You know, these are really, really tough questions. Uh, we got a lot of questions. Um, unfortunately, we are not going to be getting to all of them. Um, you know, these are these are deep complex questions and some of them that we left out, you know, we think are great for their own individual episode where we can talk about it a lot more. We can get a lot more in depth with these questions. So just because we don't answer your question doesn't mean that we will, that we won't get to it because I, I guarantee that we will um, in some episode down the road. Yeah. In fact, there are, like Jordan said, there's four or five that we said, hey, we're not going to talk about these on this episode because we want to turn that into its own episode. So if you don't hear your question answered, I'm sure you may not even care. But if you do care, just know that. <laughs> just well, know I, that I hope they're even listening. Yeah, 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 yeah. You might just be shooting questions without listening to the answer. But just know that yours is more than likely going to be an episode at some point. Yeah. So just wait on it. Trust the process. Mm-hmm. All right. First question that we have, what has been your biggest challenge or challenges transitioning into a young adult and why? I'm handing it to you. That's a great question. Uh, yeah. So <clears throat> I think a lot of people say, um, you know, finding friends or building community. And I think we actually talked about that on our transitions episode. Um, the difficulty of and challenges of 
transitioning into a new phase of life. Um, that has actually not been a difficulty for me. And that's a huge blessing from the Lord. I've been blessed to have a great community almost just thrown at me every time I go somewhere new and, and it's not my own doing at all. It's just God looking out for me, but um, that's not been a struggle of mine. I think one of the biggest challenges for me transitioning into a young adult with a full-time job uh, is time management and, and how I spend my free time. Um, you know, you go from, so I went from grad school to a full-time job and in grad school I was taking, you know, two to three classes a week. Uh, <clears throat> and so that's really not, or a semester, um, it's really not anything crazy, overwhelming. So I had a lot of free time and my classes, you know, they're anywhere from like 8 a.m. to like 1 p.m., you know, uh, at start time. And they're an hour, two hours at most. So you have a lot of free time in between, you know, and that was the life, dude, it really was like, I would go grocery shopping at like 10 a.m. That's unfathomable (laughs) when you have a full-time job, unfathomable. You're, you're in a meeting at 10 a.m. at minimum. So, um, Adjusting to that, trying to figure out, uh, you have to be a lot more meticulous, I think, with your time management and you plan your week, you plan, um, you know, grocery runs, dentist appointments, checkups, your weekends, your weekends are a lot more valuable. Um, adulting. Adulting, just your sleep schedule, all of it, in my opinion, has it ties back to time management. How do you manage your time? Uh, and I think that what I've found is I have to be very intentional about it, write it out. I plan my days out. For that reason, uh, because I know that if I don't budget my own time, then my time's going to go to whoever asked for it first. And that's a, in my opinion, that's a tough way to live because you're not in control of your own schedule. Um, it's kind of the same way with money. I, you budget your time the same way you budget your money. You know, where, wherever you want that time or money to go, um, you need to allot that ahead of time intentionally, or it's not going to go there. It's going to go to the first person that calls you and says, Hey, I need to chat with you about this for 30 minutes. And it turns into three hours and then boom, you're gone. You lost those three hours. So not saying you can't have that happen, but long story short, time management has been the biggest challenge for me uh, because it's such a drastic change from my easy college schedule to, okay, I got a full-time job and I've got responsibilities uh, and I still want to go to the gym. And I want to get plugged into small groups and men's groups. Uh, and I want to do vacations and I want to go to the pool. You know, I want to play video games sometimes. You know? So you have to balance it. Uh, and that's been, that's been my biggest challenge, but it's, it's challenged me to grow a lot. So I'm, I'm thankful for that. Yeah. I mean, time management, man, it's, there's a vast difference between things that you want to do and things that you have to do things, <laughs> things that you need to get done. Yeah. And let me tell you, it is it is a constant struggle mentally um, yep. to have the motivation to do the to do the things that I need to do, so that way I can do what I want to do. Let's see. For me, my biggest challenge, ah oh man, or challenges. I have some challenges. I would say, you know, community was. I, I was blessed, like you said, with community kind of being thrown my way in new stages of life, but I think emotionally joining new communities was a big challenge, mm-hmm. uh, going from high school to college and then college to, uh, young adult life. Um, you know, I, I, the availability and the opportunities for new communities were there. It was just me wanting to step out of my comfort zone and 
be a part of something new. Um, And, you know, I think just taking that leap of faith was, um, was 90% of that battle. So that, and then obviously getting married and living with my spouse. I mean, obviously through college, I had roommates. I lived with other guys, but let me tell you, living with, uh, living with, a person of the opposite sex is vastly different than living with some uh, college age dudes that you just play baseball with. Um, It's, it's a lot of fun. Let me tell you, it's a lot of fun. Uh, We're best friends and it's, it was a big transition for me. And I, you know, Maddie would agree as well that it's, it's just a big transition to understand that person, know, know what, know what their comfort zone is, like what, what they're comfortable with, um, with what they do around the house, I guess. And then, you know, try to, try to push each other and, um, encourage each other to kind of grow in that aspect as well. So, you know, it's, that was a huge transition period. And I wouldn't say it was a challenge. Yes, but it wasn't like a difficulty if that makes any sense. Yeah. So, Sure. Yeah. That's a great answer. Yeah. And that's something that I'm, like I said, I'm exactly one month away from getting to that point. She won't move up here right on that day, but, right. but, uh, we're, <laughs> we're counting down the days and then we'll be doing the same thing. So yeah, that's a great answer. Yeah, for sure. All right. Next question, how to be authentic. <laughs> so, <laughs> We're laughing because that's a really tough question, yeah, not, well, not because we think it's a bad question. That's no, a great question. I actually, when you first showed me this question, because I think you were the one that got this response, I at first laughed because I was like, oh, how do you be authentic? I mean, just be authentic, right? Yeah. But the more I thought about the question, I was like, wow, that's actually a phenomenal question. How do you flesh out what it means to be authentic? Uh, and I want to preface that uh, Jordan and I didn't research answers for any of these. These are truly <laughs> our answers. Yeah. And you can not probably one bit, tell. To be honest with you, <laughs> yeah. not one single bit. Yeah, you can probably uh, tell that. But yeah, these are these are our answers to this. So take it with a grain of salt. I'm sure somebody much smarter than us has a better answer. But <laughs> um, uh, I say all that, all that to say that this is a really tough question. And I'm not even sure that I... I don't think I have an answer fleshed out. So Jordan, I'm going to flip this one back on you, buddy. Yeah. I mean, it's like, how, how do you be authentic about answering a question on how to be authentic? It's, yeah, it's tough. Um, I think the building block is, is probably, sorry, I know I said I would flip it to you, but, nope. but I'm thinking in my head, the building block is be truthful. In my opinion, it's the first thing is just be truthful. You, I think, it's easier to say how to not be authentic and how to not be authentic is to, to try and be someone else. Try and lie, you know, yeah. uh, try and try and create Put on a, a false front. image. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I think there's, this is important too, to when you're discussing authenticity, I think there's a difference between portraying a false persona and um, trying to be a better version of yourself. Yeah. I think you can, you can aim to be a better version of yourself. You can aim to have kinder, gentler words. And because if you, if you spoke what your mind first thought, if you had no filter, that's too authentic almost. I mean, you're, you're, you're probably not going to make a great impact on your surroundings. Slow to speak. Yeah, exactly. And, and that 
in itself, being slow to speak and, and being quick to listen and thinking and having a filter, I think is part of being authentic because mm-hmm. this is, this is who I want to be. This is who I want to become. Right. And this is how I want to think. And that's, that's not being fake. No, it's not exactly. Right. Yeah, it's not, especially if it's biblically based, then you're not being fake. You're trying to be more like Jesus. And, and that is authenticity. Yeah. You're trying to grow yourself and mature yourself. It's not that, like you said, you're not trying to put on a fake persona. Mm-hmm. You're just, you want to be a person that you want to be. And there's, yep. there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's great. I think there's another approach to the word authentic. And I think um, this is kind of prevalent today uh, in, in today's society uh, is um, how we portray how we're doing to other people. I think in that sense, it's also important to be authentic. And that's yep. a really difficult thing to do. It's difficult to be vulnerable emotionally, uh, but that's what authenticity requires. It, it, it requires vulnerability and honesty and not only being able to be honest with yourself, but be honest with, you know, your peers, um, your, your, the people you can confide in and say, I'm not okay right now. I'm not yeah. doing that great. Or like, this is actually really tough and I'm really scared. Uh, that's authenticity in my opinion. Yeah. So, so along with being truthful and honest, it's, uh, being vulnerable and sharing that, that honesty. I think being vulnerable induces growth. Because then when you're vulnerable, you can learn from other people. That's good. Um, And hopefully those other people are, you know, people who want to lead you, people who want to serve you. And then you can learn from them and grow from them and, you know, vice versa. And being vulnerable is not a weakness. You know, I think uh, the word vulnerable has some negative connotation sometimes and people kind of try and shy away from that you know um especially when you talk about like mental health and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um but being vulnerable is a strength because that means you're taking steps to see yourself grow to see yourself mature uh so and and like you said like you you want to be you want to be the real you, like you want to open up to people around you. Um, I'll give a short little uh, personal uh, story, I guess. Uh, in my own life, you know, I have a friend at the gym um, who is a great guy. I talk with him every single morning that I see him. Um, and he has a great story, great testimony. Uh, but the other day I went up to him and, you know, normal small talk conversation, just like every other day. Like, hey, man, how's it going? And this is the first time that he actually said, you know, man, I'm not doing that good. Like, it's it's been tough wow. lately. And, you know, in that moment, he was being vulnerable. But, you know, I knew that he was confiding in me and, like, opening himself up to me. So that way, you know, he could be his true authentic self to me and not put up that fake persona Um, and you know, he even admitted, he was like, you know, it's hard to come in here every day, see all of my friends and, and tell them that everything's okay. Uh, and kind of just be fake about it and not be authentic. Um, but it's not a weakness, man. It is not a weakness. There are people who care for you and love you and want to see you succeed. And they want to know what's going on. You know, 
they yeah. want to they want to be there for you. So yep. I think that's part of being authentic and being authentic doesn't mean you have, you know, it doesn't mean like everything's going wrong in your life and you don't have to share everything, obviously, but you know, on the good things too, being authentic, uh, just being a true kind person. If that is hopefully the kind of person that you are. Um, so yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, and I think there's a flip side to it too, because, how did it make you feel Jordan when, when that guy was honest and confided with you in the gym? Honestly, I, I kind of dialed in more into our conversation to be honest. Like, um, I'll admit, you know, on, on other days when I see him, it's, it's more of like, a. sometimes it's more of like a, uh, checklist. Oh yeah. I went, I went and talked to such and such today. Like, yes, he's a friend a hundred percent. I'm not saying that. Um, but you know, sometimes it's like, oh yeah, I went and said, Hey to him, you know, we made some small talk and then I carried on, uh, throughout my day just as if, you know, every other day. Um, but when he told me that, you know, it, it kind of like, it made me pay attention and really try and understand where he was at, where his, where he was emotionally and mentally. And honestly, it, uh, it was like we had a moment to grow stronger together, yep. like our relationship. Bingo. So. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's honesty creates emotional deposits with the relationships around you. You feel like he trusted you and like he could confide in you. And that makes your your relationship with him and vice versa that much stronger. Uh, I think authenticity and honesty it builds trust and trust builds relationships. So if the more authentic and honest that you can be, um, the, the more you're going to build the relationships around you. And that doesn't necessarily answer the question of how to be authentic. Yeah. Um, but I think that that honesty and that trust um, and that vulnerability, those are the basis uh, of how to be authentic. And from there, you just kind of let your personality shine. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you don't try to be, you know, I, I love, so I love the Batman. I think the Batman's awesome. I am way too positive and, and try, or at least I think I'm way too positive to be Batman. I cannot sit there and not talk. I just can't do it. You know, it's, some people are great at it. Just like sitting there and looking like the Batman because they've got their, they're dialed in, looking, locked in on the ground. Yeah. I'm, that's not me. I'm usually bebopping around, starting conversation, you know, whatever. I could, could not be the Batman. Um, and I'm not going to try to be, and that's my point. I'm not going to try to be, you know, w- within within the parameters of my own character. I'm not going to try to be somebody that that I'm just not, because it's not my strength, you know. And it's and it's honestly, it's not not the reason I was created. Not True. I was not I was not created to um, to sit in silence all the time. And some some people might be, but that was not me. So yeah, I think authenticity starts with being honest with yourself, uh, being honest with others, and being vulnerable with those around you. Okay, so the next two questions are, they can kind of be answered together. They're kind of one and the same. Um, so we have, how do we decipher between what is God sent and what the enemy has sent to distract us? And also the next question is, does the enemy try to constantly come into our life? So we're just kind of going to conversate off of those two questions there and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, 
how do we decipher between what's God sent and what the enemy has sent to distract us? You know, that, I mean, if, if I had a 2020 God vision, you know, my life would be <laughs> probably yeah. a whole lot different. Yeah. Um, you know, if you I would, knew the answer to this one straight up, then your life would be so easy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. Um, unfortunately I do not have a 2020 God vision, but you know, I think there are definitely some hints and, uh, some things in life that can point to how to figure that out. Um, I think number one, I think the easiest way to know what is God sent is if it aligns with God's word. Uh, if it doesn't align with God's word, then there's a pretty darn good chance that it's not coming from the Lord. Um, I think that one's, uh, that's the, I guess, best answer to that question. Uh, I feel like it has to align with God's word. And then honestly, sometimes it's just a gut feeling. I mean, if, if you are questioning, if you are doubtful that it's coming from God, then there's a good chance that you're probably right as well in that mm-hmm. aspect. Um, so I, I don't know, man. Wh- what do you think? Like th- this is this one is really tough. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, no, it is really tough. And I, I think you gave some great answers. Um, so first of all, question the other question, does the enemy try to constantly come into our life? The answer to that is yes. That's oh, a resounding 100%. yes. And that's why we com- combine these two because I feel like part two is, okay, well, he comes into our life. How do we decipher between what's from God and what's from the enemy? Yeah. Um, and here's the tricky part too, because I, 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 my straightforward and short answer is the word of God. It's the same thing you said. You have to base it on the word of God. Here's a tough part. The enemy loves to twist God's word. Yep. And that's how he gets people. He tried to do, he did it to, to Adam and Eve. He did it to Adam and Eve. He said, did God really say this, you know, about this, about this tree? He does it to Jesus when he's trying to tempt Jesus. He tries to turn the word of God back on on Jesus and and use it to tr- to trick him. So it's a really 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 difficult um, uh, thing to to be able to recognize. Well, I think some are easier than others. Some things you can obviously tell is not from the Lord, and you'll get a conviction in in your heart from that. Yes. Um, <clears throat> but some things are really tricky, and and that's why I think there are. <clears throat> there are levels to it almost. And and it depends entirely on how in tune with the spirit you are and how versed you are with the word of God. Um, because you, you, when you're put in those situations, I think a lot of times you don't have the time to, to, there are some times that you do, but if you're in like a situation where you're a, a, a response from you is required right then and there, you don't have time to say time out. Let me open the book of, of uh james and let me see what this says about this yeah. you know you're you're you know you're in a scenario and your friends are asking you to do something that you can't really you kind of got a red flag going off you know you got, got the alarms buzzing you don't have time to sit there and and say i'll oh, let me check the bible real quick so you you kind of need to have that verse versing in the back of your mind and and on your heart um but like i said i really think it just depends on how in tune you are with the holy spirit um the more that you're in the word of God, the more that you're worshiping and praying, I think the better you can hear God's voice. Yeah. Um, and then you can decipher what is from God and what is, what is not from God or what is from the enemy. Uh, but like I said, 
uh, this is a really, really tough ordeal because the enemy will try to use the word of God and, and he will try to use blessings and distraction. Um, uh, I, I truly think that the enemy's best tactic against us and his favorite tactic is not, um, is, is not to get us to focus, uh, or to abandon God completely. It's to get us to be complacent in our relationship with God. That's enough for him. That's enough for him to work. And it's easy. It's easier for him because it's harder for us to notice that complacency and, uh, that, that slowly, uh, slipping away from our relationship is, is hard for us to notice and it's easy for him to work in. So trying to maintain that steadfast steadfastness after the Lord's heart, I think is the best way to decipher between what's God sent and what the enemy has sent. Um, but that is a great question, and I agree with you. I think that that gut feeling is the conviction that you'll get um, if you've asked the Lord. And that's another thing, too. Sorry, one more is just ask God. Yeah. Like, ask him, hey, Lord, if this is not from you, convict me right now. Tell me right now. Uh, he, he, there are countless times in the Bible where he tells us to ask, to ask him, and we will receive. So if you want to know the answer, <clears throat> it may not be a verbal in your ears, yes or no, but but it will be a conviction, uh, a sign, you know, a verse that you, that may pop up. You'll, you'll get an answer if you ask. Yeah. And I wanted to point out that I think, I think, uh, when you're talking about that feeling of conviction that comes from God, I think a feeling of conviction comes from God, a feeling of condemnation on the other hand comes from the enemy. One thousand percent. So I think, yeah, I think just like you said, you know, if whenever you're feeling convicted about something and it brings you it it brings you closer to God, like it it forces well not forces, but it encourages you to to pursue uh the Lord and pursue what what God says, what scripture says about whatever situation you're going through. I mm-hmm. think that comes from the Lord when when you feel when you have a feeling of condemnation and um you feel like you're being pulled towards things of the world um, to fulfill your uh, your desires and your needs and your wants. I think I think that's a clear sign that that is not from God that that's coming from from the enemy. And um, you know, yeah, I think when you turn towards when it makes you want to turn towards God's word and what He says and who He says that you are it's hard to deny the fact that that is coming from God. All right, moving on to the next question. Uh, what is the best advice for picking who to surround yourself with? That is a great question. And it's something we all need to ask ourselves. Uh, and my answer is going to be pretty swift. It's going to be, where are you finding those people? Yeah, that's my answer. Where are you finding the people that you're surrounding yourself with? Are you finding them at church? Are you finding them in a men's or women's group, a small group? Are you finding them, you know, uh, doing things that you like at the gym maybe, or, or even at work, you know, coworkers, I think with coworkers, they're almost built in. So you, so you need to have a little more discernment there. Um, but, but, uh, where you're finding those people and what they're doing when you find them, I think will tell you a lot about, um, uh, a lot about that person. And, and it's, pretty simple. Do I want to be doing that? Is that something I want in my life? Yeah. Yes. 
awesome. Let's build a relationship. No, then uh, proceed with caution. I still think you can have friends that don't have the same um, goals and, and uh, the same um, vision as you for your life. Uh, but you need to proceed with caution because you are who you surround yourself with. And if you're not careful, um, you'll be headed in a direction that you don't want to be headed in just, yeah. just because you're of who you surrounded yourself with. So um, I think you take a good hard look at where you find those people and what they're doing. Uh, and you, you kind of go from there. Yeah, that that's a, that's a really good one. I think like the best question to ask yourself when trying to answer um who to surround yourself with, what is their influence on your life? And, you know, I kind of wanted to touch on the aspect or on your answer of, um, you know, you can still be friends and hang out with people who don't have the same aspirations and goals and, um, and, you know, stuff that, that you have, but yes, proceed with caution. Whenever you start to feel yourself being influenced towards that direction. I think that's when, I think Mm. that's kind of when you have to cut that bridge a little bit, but, but first, why can't, why can't you influence them the other way? Yeah. You know, why do you have to be the one influenced by the things that you don't want to do and, you know, uh, may not be, may not be the right thing to do. Why can't, why can't you pull them in the right direction rather than them pulling you yep. the other direction. No, it's a great answer. Yeah. And it's like, again, what kind of influence are these people having on your life? Are they, are they encouraging you? Are they leading you? Are they serving you? Are they bringing you closer to God? You know, do they give you godly advice whenever, whenever you ask them for help, you know, or are they, are they telling you to look towards other things? Yeah. Um, in, in your times of struggle and you know one when you are struggling do that are they there to help out one yeah. um you know you don't want to surround yourself with somebody who's going to you know abandon you at the first sign of of weakness or or vulnerability like we just talked about yeah i mean yep. if you if you open up and you're vulnerable to this person and and you know they just kind of they brush it off and they you know, kind of mentally backhand you, it feels like, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I just, I just don't think those, I think you'll have a feeling on who you should surround yourself with. If again, if you have a gut feeling that you shouldn't be around somebody, that's your answer. Yeah. That's no. your answer. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's, that's, you know, it's a great point about the influence, um, whether they influence you or are you influencing them in the right direction? I think that's kind of what, um, what goes back to, you know, just proceeding with caution. Like if, if this person brings joy and brings life and, and, uh, brings, you know, if they're, if they're rooting for my marriage and my, you know, my, uh, visions and goals and, and I'm rooting for theirs, um, then that's a no brainer. Uh, but there are some that don't align that way. And that's where you need to proceed with caution. Okay. I'd love to influence this person and, and um, you know, kind of bring them along or, or just kind of be the hands and feet of Jesus to this person. But uh, I need to do that, do that at a safe, um, a safe distance and in a cautionary way uh, being be kind of being alert and aware 
of how you're being influenced because that can happen very fast. So yeah, great answer. I think that's, I think that's a great, a great way to say that one. I want to bring something else up on this question before we move on to the next one. Yep. You know, your, your friends and the people you surround yourself with, they're not there to agree with you 100% of the time. You know, I think, I think there's a difference between supporting somebody and agreeing with somebody or mm-hmm. just being complacent on, you know, somebody's viewpoint or opinion, just because they conflict on a topic that you're talking about, that doesn't mean we're telling you to cut them out of your life. That's great. You yeah. know, I, if you are looking for just some sort of validity in your stance um, on something, I mean, and you're looking for just like approval from a friend and they're just giving it to you 100% no matter what you say to them. Um, you know, I, I think it's better to look for people who, you know, will sometimes knock you upside the head and tell you when you're just flat out wrong. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, 100%. And, you know, when when you want to be going down a path, like a godly path, that you know you should be going down and a friend comes and just kind of keeps you accountable and just tells you the truth. That doesn't, that doesn't mean that we're telling you to cut them out of your life. You know, sometimes you need somebody like that. Like you need somebody who's going to point you in the right direction and is not going to agree with a hundred percent everything that you say, because not everything you say is right. Yep. Not everything you say is correct. Not even close. I hate to admit it, but not everything that I say is right. So, you know, it's it's great to have friends who will keep you accountable sometimes too, and and have those uh, those kinds of discussions. So, yeah, that's phenomenal. All right, we'll roll into our last question here uh, for this episode. Um, So, and and it's another really tough one. (laughs) Shocker. is. Is it okay to be a skeptic? or doubtful about God's plans for your life. And I'll start this one off. Yeah. You know, I think there's a difference between being okay to be doubtful about God's plans and it to be normal, so to speak. I think when you say, is it okay to be doubtful about God's plans? I think that makes me think of, it being acceptable to be doubtful in God's plans where, you know, obviously we should trust, trust and trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding. Um, so man, that kind of, that kind of makes me want to change my mind a little bit because with, if we use our own understanding, then we will be doubtful about God's plan for our life because our own understanding cannot fathom or, or bring together the idea of God's plan or even God's love for us. But I, I think it's normal to be doubtful. So uh, yeah, there, I think there's a difference between being okay to be doubtful about God's plan and it being normal to be doubtful about God's plan. Personally, I, I've had plenty of times where I've been doubtful about God's plans for my life. I, I could go down the list, you know, there's been plenty of times. Um, I don't, I don't want that to be acceptable. Uh, you know, I, when I come to those points in my life where I do start to question God's plan for my life, 
you know, that, that makes me want to trust in God even more, to be mm-hmm. honest, because I know that my human brain cannot, cannot understand the, the plan and the path for my life. It, it's not possible. Um, so yeah. What do you think? No, that's a great answer. Um, and I want to, I want to, I 100% agree with you. Um, I think you're right about being okay versus being normal. It is most definitely normal to be skeptic um, and, and skeptical and, and doubtful about um, God's plan. And the best example of that is uh, pretty much all of the disciples that were walking around with Jesus all the time. You know, if you're familiar with the Bible, even if you're not, uh, you know, the disciples were the people that were walking the closest to Jesus that anybody was pretty much. And and they were doubtful countless times right. when, when Jesus would say, Hey, we're going to go do this or, or, you know, we're doing that, or um, we're going to cross the sea of Galilee in this boat. Uh, I think it was a sea of Galilee. And then a giant storm comes and they're all like, Lord, Lord, what are you doing? He's just sitting there taking a nap, yeah. you know, and, and they're, they're doubting his abilities to get them out of this situation. Um, I think one of the disciples' nicknames is Doubting Thomas. That's his actual nickname. Yeah, I so, think you're correct. Yeah, so so doubt is, I would say, I agree with you, Jordan, it's completely normal to be skeptic or doubtful, to be aseptic or doubtful. Um, and that's, that's that's our human nature. Um, it's yeah. it, Because, again, it requires vulnerability and trust to trust a plan that you can't see that you don't have the vision for. Yeah. Um, and God's counting on that. He's counting on your vulnerability and your trust. That's the whole reason he does it. If he laid out your entire plan for your life in front of you, it would be kind of boring. And it wouldn't be it would, faith. Yeah. It's, there's no faith. There's no love in that. There's no, there's no development in it. So honestly, it's a treat to me that we don't get to know our plan um, because we get to truly uh, trust and rely on him and we get to be developed and grown uh, and, and, and just transformed through the process of, of going through his plan, if that makes sense. Um, and that's one of the, one of the most, uh, that, in my opinion, that's one of the purposes of life is, is that faith growing and maturing and, uh, and, and growing towards the Lord. So um, I, I think it does require trust. Yes, but it is normal to be skeptical or doubtful of it. Now, um, Jordan, I want to ask you, it's, this is time for the segment, ladies and gentlemen, to put Jordan on the spot. When you are skeptical or doubtful at times, how do you handle it? It's like, it's almost like the Lord is just banging on my door almost, you know, and it's like, hey, now, now is definitely the time where you should uh, where you should turn towards me, yeah. trust in, in my plan. And, and, you know, there are so many times where I am just so frustrated, overwhelmed, emotional about something that I just, I don't understand Yeah, that I don't understand why something may not be happening that I want to happen. Something that is happening that I don't want to happen. Um, there's, there's just so many occurrences where that has happened in my life. And it's in my, in my personal opinion, 
I feel like it's just God just banging on my door being like, hey, man, like this is when you look towards me. This is when you take your faith to the next level. This is me stretching your faith. You know, we are not capable of leaning on our own understanding because our own understanding is not a solid foundation. The, the promises of scripture, the promises of God are a solid rock foundation that we can rely upon. And when God says to trust in me with all of your heart and with all of your mind, then who are we to question that? You know, who are we to say, no, you know, I, I don't understand, but, you know, I'm going to go ask my buddy what he thinks. And I'm going to go ask my friend his opinion. Um, but God, your opinion, you know, it, it doesn't really matter to me right now because I don't even think you can understand it. And it's like, you really think that your friend at the gym, you really think that your friend at work or, or somebody else can give you the 100% answer to your questions. Yes, they are awesome people to lean on for support. Uh, many times, you know, Garrett and myself have uh, confided in each other for support in situations in life. But I don't have all the answers for Garrett. He doesn't have all the answers for me. God has the answers that you're looking for. And when he tells you to lean on him and to trust in him with all of your heart, and with all of your mind, because you cannot do it yourself, then why aren't we doing that? Mm -hmm. Why aren't we doing that? And it's so much easier to, uh, to see that hindsight, you know, uh, hindsight is, is 2020. And I, I don't even do this hundred percent of the time, but I'm speaking to myself right now too, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. That's God's telling me to look to him. Yeah, <clears throat> that's a great answer. And I kind of want to end us with, uh, I was while you were talking, <clears throat> I went and found a verse that you reminded me of. Um, and it's it's actually a couple of verses. I'm going to read them off. And it's, it's, it's Luke 12, 25 through 31. So it's, it's a couple of verses, but I'm going to read them off. And I think this is good, a good way to end it. So it says, Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Verse 27, consider how the wildflowers grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today, and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? Verse 29, and do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after all such things, and your father knows that you need them. Verse 31, right here, don't miss this. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Yep. I think that sums it up perfectly. Why do we worry? Yeah, and, and that's way easier said than done, obviously. I think there's practicality behind how not how to not worry about it. But what what is worrying or doubting really going to do for you? Yeah. You know, there, there you can pray about it and, and, and petition to God and you can ask him for, for guidance and advice, but worrying about it, <clears throat> that's going to do nothing for nobody. 
And if he takes care of the lilies and he takes care of the sparrow, how much more is he going to take care of the, the, the creature that was created in his image? Right. So I think that sums it up, man. I really do. And I need to follow that verse. I probably more than whoever I'm telling this to, but um, yeah, it's just, the Bible is just so beautiful at reminding us uh, how to do these kinds of things. It, the, the answers are all there. <laughs> yeah. It gives you a peace, man. Like, yeah, it does. It, it really does give you a sense of peace. You know, I mean, like you said, if, if God can provide for every single blade of grass in the entire world, then what yep. makes us think that he cannot provide for us yeah. and take care 100%. of us? I mean, come on, hundred percent. come on, man. It's good stuff. Um, anything else? No, I think that's a great way to end it. Um, I want to thank the audience and just our friends for sending us these awesome questions. These are, you guys went above and beyond. Um, I fully expected somebody to throw in like a silly dorky question. Uh, and you guys really, uh, you, you answered the bell um, and, and gave us some great questions, great conversations of topic, um, or topics of conversation, excuse me. And uh, I look forward to doing another one of these sometime soon. Yeah. For sure. I mean, we're definitely going to do another episode like this. So, you know, audience, be on the lookout. If you have questions now, throw them in. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's a comment section on Spotify uh, for a little Q&A. There's a, I don't know if Apple Music has one or Apple Podcasts. Maybe. Yeah. Not sure. But, you know, if, if, you, if you have me or Garrett on social media or even our phone numbers, man, do not, do not. Um, hesitate to send us your questions. We're, we may not be able to answer them right there, but man, they, they make for, for great, great topics, uh, yep. topics of conversation. So yeah. And you excited. help us grow too. You help us to think about these things and reflect and, and try to decipher and uh, deliver our answers. And that helps us grow. So we appreciate you helping us get better. Yeah, for sure. With that being said, thank you guys. Um, we hope that you take, or took something away from this, uh, from these questions today. We hope, we hope we encourage you. We hope we uh, helped you grow today. Um, now it's your turn. Go impact just one person. No, See come you. on, dude. Give me, give me the. We hope we made you laugh. Hope we made you smile. <laughs> come on, that's that's like our signature now. Dude. The signature. All right. We hope we made you laugh. We hope we made you smile. Now it's your turn. Go make one person <laughs> laugh or smile. See y'all. Excellent.